The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. As we go to air, the National Guard has been called in in the so-called Kenosha shooting case. Kyle Rittenhouse, then 17 years old, guns down three people, leaving two dead. Seems like everybody there that night in the middle of BLM protests had a cell phone. So there's plenty a video footage, and what it shows is this young man carrying a semi-automatic weapon was actually chased. So how can a teen vigilante who goes in loaded for bear, armed to the hilt, end up claiming self-defense? Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I want you to take a listen to what we have learned of that night. Listen to this. That's Antifa, man. Oh, we got a gun, baby. Oh, Oh, he shot sound that was provided by Brendan Grudenschwager via Storyful.com. That is, as we say, nat sound, natural sound happening at that moment. And the gunshots you heard, that was nobody firing into the air. That resulted in death. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. We are, of course, covering the trial as it is happening of Kyle Rittenhouse. So the defense, self-defense, the video 
the jury will have it and I'm sure they will do what I have done play it over and over in slow motion to try to understand what happened that night with me an all-star panel to make sense of what we know right now first of all high-profile lawyer joining us out of LA Troy Slayton Karen Stark renowned New York psychologist joining us from Manhattan Dan Corsentino former police of chief former sheriff U.S. Homeland Security Senior Advisory Board now PI at DanCorsentino.com Renowned medical examiner joining us from Madison Heights, Dr. William Maroney, author of American Narcan, Spencer Corson, founder, president, Corson Security. But first to Alexis Terrestchuk, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Thank you for being with us. Alexis, did court start on time? Because I predicted last night, they'd be late. As of right now, it has not started that live stream is showing the seal of the state of Wisconsin. So no. Okay. And another thing on that, Troy Slayton, that doesn't mean anybody is a laggard. It's not the judge's fault. It's neither of the party's fault that we know of. Uh, once in a while, you have a juror trickle in late. They couldn't catch the bus. They couldn't drop their child off quickly enough in drop off at school for whatever reason everything has got to be primed and ready so you always see delays especially just before closing arguments Troy Slayton because the judge following closing arguments will instruct the jury on the law by which they are to judge this case for instance will it just be a flat-out murder charge or will the defense agree to Voluntary manslaughter, involuntary manslaughter, negligent homicide. You just go down the list. My point is, Troy Slayton, it's nobody's fault that they're starting late. That's true, Nancy. There's a million reasons why uh, the trial would not start exactly on time. Uh, All the best intentions uh, doesn't mean that all the things line up at the right moment. But what's really important here, what Judge Schroeder is going to be doing yeah, I don't like him. Instructing the jury on the elements of both the crime and the defenses. Rittenhouse's defense of self-defense requires that the jury find certain elements, that he was in fear for his life and that the action that he took shooting these people was necessary to protect life or limb. Fear of immediate damage, immediately harm, immediate harm. It has to be real fear and it has to be immediate and it has to be of serious bodily injury or death. And Nancy, it's also that he can't have provoked it. There was a lot of argument Mm -hmm. on Friday about whether or not the judge should instruct the jury on provocation. And the uh, the prosecutors won that, and Judge Schroeder will be instructing the jurors that if Kyle Rittenhouse provoked the attack on himself, if he was an aggressor in any way, if he was pointing the gun at people, causing them to attack him, then he loses the self-defense argument. You're right. Now, self-defense under our law is a complete defense. If a juror believes that he acted in self-defense when he shot three people, then he will walk scot-free. That's a mighty tall order. Self-defense once, probably. Self-defense twice, maybe. Self-defense three times. Okay, to you, Spencer Corson, let's talk about why a teen is out on the street alone with this kind of weapon. Tell me about the weapon, Spencer Corson, founder, president, Corson Security Group. Nancy, thank you. The weapon is... 
identified as a Smith & Wesson M&P-15, which is a AR-15-styled semi-automatic rifle. It has a 30-round magazine, which is the uh, magazine that Kyle uh, Rittenhouse had loaded into the weapon on the night in question. And semi-automatic, of course, means that one bullet is fired for every pull of the trigger. Now, that's, that's important. And I'm going to go back to you, Troy Slayton, because M- Murder One requires malice forethought, premeditation. But under the law, premeditation does not require a a very prolonged period of thinking, such as me poisoning you every single morning when you drive through Starbucks till you just kill over dead. Premeditation can be formed in the blink of an eye, the twinkling of a moment, the time it takes you to raise the gun and pull the trigger. That is enough time under the law to think about what you're doing, much less fire repeatedly. And what you're hearing from Spencer Corson is with this particular gun, an AR-15 type weapon, it looks like a machine gun. That's what it looks like. Um, You have to pull the trigger for each shot. In other words, that is time for him to form premeditation under the law, Troy. Yes, but the important word that you said was malice. And that's what it's going to come down to for the jury. Was he malicious? Was he trying to kill people? Was he doing this because of a depraved mind? Was he doing it with evil intent or what we call in the law Mm-mm. mens rea? Did he have this this desire to to kill. Mm-mm. And no. that's what the jurors are going to be deciding. Wait a minute, Did Troy. Before you disseminate that, isn't it true? Try to answer with a yes, no. Isn't it true that the law presumes you intend the natural consequence of your act? For instance, if I were to hold up a piece of fine china and throw it to a cement floor, the law would presume I meant to break it. Do you agree with that? Yes, but yes, no. So if you point a gun, cut his mic. If you point a gun and pull the trigger, the law presumes that you mean to shoot the person. This is just about self-defense. And the law deals with: Do you mean to do the act? Do you mean to point the gun and pull the trigger? The law presumes you intend the consequence of your act. So all we're looking at is: Does he intend to point the gun and pull the trigger at someone? The only defense here is self-defense. It's all he's got going for him. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zinn. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. 
That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I want to talk about what we see on the video, Alexis Tereschuk, because we don't have to tell the jury what happened. They can see it on video. Let's start with victim number one, chronologically, Joseph Rosenbaum. What I saw in the video, Alexis, FBI video, uh, 8,500 feet up in the air, grainy, but I can figure it out, is I see Rosenbaum chase Rittenhouse across the parking lot. A witness earlier says, Alexis, that Rosenbaum says, if I get one of you guys, talking about the guys there to protect the businesses, if I get one of you guys alone, I'm going to effing kill you. So we already know his intent. And then he chases Rittenhouse across the parking lot. Tell me about that video. So he does chase Rittenhouse across the parking lot. And then he kind of stops, but he throws something at Rittenhouse. And you don't know what it is, really, because it's dark as nighttime. Well, what it ended up being is it's a plastic bag. So Rittenhouse then turns around because of the plastic bag thrown at him, turns around. Then he comes close to him. Rosenbaum comes, comes up to him. In fact, so close that his hand is on the barrel of the rifle. This is not a small handgun that Kyle Rittenhouse is carrying. This is a gun that he was illegally not supposed to have, legally not supposed to have. He had it illegally, and he is holding it. And Rosenbaum is holding the front of it as if perhaps maybe to take it away, get it away from his face. And Rittenhouse opens fire on him, shooting him four times. He chased him across a parking lot. Dan Corsentino, former police chief, former sheriff, U.S. Homeland Security Senior Advisory Board, now P.I. What about that? Look, when I first heard this story and I hear one shooter goes 25 miles at least from his home in Antioch, Indiana to Kenosha to protect businesses with an AR. I'm like, uh-uh, N-O. He gets down three people, he's going to jail. But when I see the video, Dan Corsentino, it's not like that. The video suggests very strongly that there is a environment that's being created by both individuals, Rosenbaum and Huber, in regards to an imminent threat to Rittenhouse. And it appears also that one of the questions becomes, at least for the defense, is the speed of the decisions of Rittenhouse when he was firing the mm-hmm. weapon, when he pulled the trigger numerous times, or actually when he pulled the trigger four times, I believe, uh, at that in, in this situation. So, yes, 
There is a question about an imminent danger. There's a question about perception. And I think that this case is solely going to be decided on self-defense. Absolutely. Guys, I want you to take a listen to this. It's our cut 11. This is Hillary Mintz, WISN 12. Listen. 36-year-old Joseph Rosenbaum, who prosecutors say was unarmed, was the first man shot by Rittenhouse, seen here in video edited and released by Rittenhouse's defense team. Rosenbaum, from Texas, was living in Kenosha. Friends called him JoJo. He had a daughter and fiancé. As Rittenhouse took off down Sheridan Road, Rittenhouse falls to the ground, shoots and misses one man. Then Anthony Huber uses his skateboard and tries to take Rittenhouse's gun. He ran up on somebody with an assault rifle, dude, with nothing. Like, he was just going to tackle dude to the ground. Rittenhouse fired, killing 26-year-old Huber, who also lived in Kenosha. He already killed someone. He killed someone already. And then he killed my (laughs) He love of my life just ripped him away, like... After Huber, Gage Grosskreutz of West Dallas, in the crowd as a medic, approaches Rittenhouse, who is still on the ground. Grosskreutz is armed with a handgun. Rittenhouse shoots him in the arm. He was the lone survivor. A lone survivor. A lone survivor that we learned originally left out the the fact to police that he, the victim, the shooting victim, pointed a gun at Rittenhouse. I mean, you know... Bottom line, if we're having this much trouble, I don't see any way a jury is going to be unanimous in a in a verdict. To Dr. William Maroney, Dr. Maroney, thank you for being with us. Could you explain the injury to the first victim chronologically, Joseph Rosenbaum? Rosenbaum is the guy, and we see this on the FBI video, the aerial drone footage. It looks as if, Dr. Maroney, correct me if I'm wrong, Alexis, just jump in. It looks as if Rittenhouse is walking by and he has some kind of verbal interaction with Rosenbaum. Rittenhouse takes off across the parking lot. Rosenbaum chases him. And from what we understand, Rittenhouse hears a gun in the distance. He turns around. He then sees Rosenbaum lunge at him and he shoots Tell me about the injuries. How did Rosenbaum get shot in the back? The first and most important shot is his hands were on the barrel. He took a bullet through his hand. It went into the pavement, ricocheted up, and went into his thigh. The second shot that destabilized his stance went from the gun into his hip and groin area and shattered his pelvis. He spins around because he lost his balance and his back comes forward as he goes down. And that is when Rittenhouse pulls the trigger again and the third shot grazes his head, takes off a little skin. But that fourth shot as Rosenbaum continues to spin around goes into his back. It's approximately at the lower middle half of his scapula, right? That, that shoulder blade bone, that's how high it is. And it's said to go through and nick some lungs and nick some liver. But the problem is the speed, the power, the energy of that bullet is not going to just make a hole. It does something called cavitation. Cavitation is the energy shock wave. And in 
feet per second, its its speed was 3,250 feet per second. If you do the math and you translate that in miles per hour, which we understand better than feet per second for energy, that's the distance from Atlanta to Vegas. That's 2,200 miles per hour. You take all that energy to travel from Atlanta to Vegas in one hour and compress it into a tenth of a second. That's why his lungs obliterated on that fourth shot. He didn't shoot a man on the ground in the back. The two of them were in a position where is the first shot in the hip destabilized Rosenbaum and he spun around because he was falling from the shot that shattered his pelvis. And that final shot was the fatal shot. Sometimes they call it a kill shot. That kill shot was not a direct shot to a man running away. It was a man spinning into him. That's how that happened. You know, Dr. Maroney, um, you have a way of explaining things that just stops everything. And your words are so powerful. And I'm thinking about Rosenbaum dying like that out in a parking lot between some cars. And my heart just breaks to, to think of that. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. To you, Karen Stark, the jury's got to grapple with what Rosenbaum, what Huber went through. They've got to reconcile that with the fact that both of them were chasing Rittenhouse. It's not easy when I hear Maroney explaining how Rosenbaum died. 
I, I want Rittenhouse to go under the jail. But then the video shows me Rosenbaum said, I'm going to F and kill you if I get you alone, and then chases him. I mean, that's why juries are always so torn up. They don't want to talk to anybody when they leave that courthouse. They just want to go home. This is why. This is a particularly confusing case, if you ask me, Nancy. It's just so, it's just wrought with all kinds of perception. And when I think about it, I, I, I can't come up with a right or a wrong, but what in the world was he doing, Kyle Rittenhouse, with that gun? Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. See, you're falling in a trap, Karen Stark. All the years I've known you, and I think you're smarter than that. You fall, well, okay, actually, no, because that is what every single person says that I ask. What do you think about Rittenhouse? Well, he should have been out there. Well, that's true, but the issue is, is he guilty or was it self-defense? We all agree he shouldn't have been there, Karen. Of course he shouldn't have I, been there. I know that, Nancy, but that's, that's why everybody keeps bringing it up. Because it, it seems like provocation. It seems like you're asking for something to happen. That you're there to protect. You saying you're protecting, but you're doing. Whoa! First aid. Hold, wait! So wait! 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 Hold okay. on, Alexis Terezchuk, Jackie, New York Studio. I just got notice that they may have dropped the provocation instruction. And if that is true, that is a whole game changer. Uh, back to you, Troy Slayton. Alexis, jump in whenever you find that out for me. Troy, that's a big deal. Now, try to talk like a regular person, no Latin phrases, and to explain why this is going to be a big deal. It's a big deal, Nancy, because it's really the prosecution's only avenue to try and convince the jury during their two-and-a-half-hour opportunity to speak to the jurors directly about the state of the evidence and to okay, try stop. and tell them stop. why self-defense doesn't apply. No legalities. Just correct me if I'm wrong. All right. Kyle Rittenhouse guns down three people in the middle of a BLM protest. He claims he's there to protect businesses and be a medic, but somehow he's running around with an AR semi on his, on his back. Okay. These people run after him. Really, all three of them come after Nancy, him. Nancy, can I, can I Yeah, do you have the answer? Yes, the state has withdrawn the request for the provocation. Wow. I'm shocked. Okay, back to what we were saying. That's self-defense, whether we like it or not, whether we think he should have been there or shouldn't have been there. That doesn't matter. What matters is, was he the aggressor when he shot the victims or were they the aggressor? Was he acting in self-defense? Now, provocation, as Troy Slayton correctly said, is if Rittenhouse provoked them into chasing him, then you lose your self-defense. That's no longer really a defense. Right. An easy way to think of it, Nancy, is you can't claim that you're defending yourself if you start a fight. You exactly. can't start a fight or get somebody to attack you, let's say, even in a, in a bar fight. You can't get somebody to attack you and then beat them up, kill them, mm -hmm. claiming self-defense. Why would they withdraw that, Troy? Well, I guess it means that they wanted to keep some sort of uh, legitimacy with the jury. They felt maybe that they were honest and moral prosecutors, and they felt that they didn't meet the elements for provocation. Maybe they felt that they just couldn't prove it. Okay, yeah, whatever. Bombshell, Alexis Terrestrial. I know we're talking inside baseball here, but that is a huge 
factor and where this case is going to go. And I mean, let me just do a straw vote right now. Who on this panel and in this in this studio can tell me you have a verdict? Medea? Medea says he's guilty. Okay. Kara? Hung. <laughs> Jackie Hung. Troy? I think it's going to be a not guilty. How would you vote? That's the question. I would vote not guilty. Karen? Not only on that, oh, that's just, but it's also just one on word. the misdemeanor charge of possessing okay, the Okay, cut his mic again. Karen Stark, vote quickly. I'm Gary. Hung. Okay, so you're hung. Corsentino? Not guilty. That's how you would vote, right? That's how I would vote. Maroney? I say not guilty, and I was born and raised in Kenosha. He's going to walk on this. But you're saying not Kenosha- guilty, right? I don't care what you think the yeah, jury's going to... Okay, Corson? Not guilty. Alexis? Guilty. Okay, I'm sorry, but you and Medea have just hung the jury, okay? Because I got two not... I've got two guilties. And Wait, did Alexis say not guilty or guilty? guilty? Okay, yeah, the two of you. Okay, you just hung the jury. My point is, if people are wavering, and this is the law, the judge will say this to the jury, look them in the eyes and say, if your mind is wavering, if you have uncertainty then you must acquit. Why? Because it's the state's burden to prove this case beyond a reasonable doubt. If you want him to go to jail because he was in the wrong place, no, you have to believe that he shot these three people. And I want you to hear this sound. Take a listen to our cut 14. This is Nancy Chan with CBS. Rittenhouse then shot and killed another man, Anthony Huber, after he says Huber hit him in the head. He grabs my gun and I can feel it pulling away from me and this, I can feel the strap starting to come off my, my body. And what do you do then? I fire one shot. At that point, Rittenhouse shot a third man, Gage Grosskreutz, who was standing over him with a gun in his hand. Why were you trying to get to the police? I didn't do anything wrong. I defended myself. On cross-examination, the prosecutor tried to paint Rittenhouse as an armed threat. Mr. Rittenhouse, you're telling us that you felt like you were about to die, right? Yes. But when you point the gun at someone else, that's going to make them feel like they're about to die, right? That's what you wanted him to feel. No. I also want you to hear our cut 17. This is Alexis Perez, ABC GMA. Take a listen to this. Rittenhouse also telling the jury that Rosenbaum threatened him before the shooting. He scream, if I catch any of you alone, I'm going to kill you. Through testimony, the defense painting a picture of a young man who had been cleaning graffiti and wanted to offer medical help to those injured during the protest that followed the police shooting of Jacob Blake. But in cross-examination, the prosecutor pressing Rittenhouse on his decision to go to Kenosha in the first place and why he showed up with an AR-15. Why do you need the gun when you go out there? Um, I, I need the gun because if I had to protect myself because somebody attacked me. And playing this video in court. Attempting to dismantle Rittenhouse's argument that he was in Kenosha that night to offer medical help. You're not a certified EMT. You're not an EMT of any kind. You weren't on that night, correct? Yes. So you lied to him, correct? I told him I was. I told him I was an EMT, but I wasn't. It's my understanding, Alexis Tereschuk, that Rittenhouse had volunteered with EMTs before 
and he had a medical pack with him when he went to Kenosha? That he did not use when he shot somebody. He didn't provide assistance. And in fact, somebody asked him to call 911. They thought he was calling 911, but instead he called his friends and then went on to shoot and kill another person and shoot another person. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zinn. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Let me ask you a question, Alexis Therese Chuck. Have you seen the videos? Yeah. Okay. Um, I've got you on cross right now, so try to limit your answers to yes, no. Alexis, in the shooting mm-hmm. of Rosenbaum, Joseph Rosenbaum, age 36, did Rosenbaum chase Rittenhouse across a parking lot? I saw them both go across the parking lot. Oh, okay. So who was in front running? Right, what do you mean in front? Who was ahead? Who was behind who? When you say they're running across the parking lot, they could be jogging together for all I know, but that's not what the video depicts. Why can't you just be honest about what you saw in the video? Because Rosenbaum is behind him. Because He's chasing it, him. It, it cannot be an exact second. There, it's never an exact second. If a person shoots their husband because there's been 25 years of, of abuse, you have to take that into consideration. So you have to take this entire situation into consideration. It cannot just be one second. It has to be that this teenager illegally obtained a gun and came to a protest and and was allegedly def- and says he was defending an auto body shop. He wasn't at the auto body shop anymore. Rosenbaum wasn't breaking into the auto body shop. Kyle Rittenhouse's social media talked about how he wanted to shoot shoplifters. And again, I ask you, if you can be honest and answer this, if you can't, I understand you've argued yourself into a corner. Alexis Tereschuk, who is chasing who in the parking lot? Rosenbaum is going after a person with a gun in the video. Do you know who that person is? Kyle Rittenhouse. Okay. He was illegally holding a gun. Right. Um, you know, that goes to the old question, Spencer Corson. So a hooker goes in a bar and she gets raped. 
Can a hooker be raped? Can a teen vigilante who's got a gun fire in self-defense? Are they mutually exclusive? Is it possible that they can both be true? Because I have prosecuted cases for hookers that got raped before and got a conviction. Because it doesn't matter who you are or where you came from. What matters is the time of the incident. Lady Justice is blind, whether everybody wants to remember this or not. She doesn't care who you are. She doesn't care if you're black or white or you're some snot teen where you're at where you shouldn't be and you've got a gun you shouldn't have. When you're getting chased across a parking lot. You know, Alexis Tereshuk, didn't I ask you off camera if somebody chased you across the parking lot with your son and you had a gun and they lunged at you, would you shoot them? And what was your answer? Yes. Oh, right. But that was just for you and your son, not for Kyle Rittenhouse, right? You have to take the whole thing into the picture. Why Why would I have a gun? Why was somebody chasing me across the parking lot with my child? Why did I take my because child? Because you okay, stupidly went to the wrong place. What? Is, is that Spencer jumping in? It's, it's, it's Spencer, Nancy. If I could Go. jump in with a quick analogy that I think will... So I have a friend who this weekend was renovating his kitchen, right? He, he gets this refrigerator delivered. It doesn't fit. So he has to go to Home Depot to get a to get a, a tool that he needs to get it to slide in. While he's at Home Depot, his son goes into the garage, climbs up on the workbench, pull, gets into the toolbox, pulls out a hammer, goes into the kitchen, and starts beating the living daylight out of the refrigerator, all but ruining it, all but ruining it. Dad comes home, sees the refrigerator, goes, what's going on? The kid with a smile on his face goes, Daddy, I help fix fridge. That's the story of Kyle Rittenhouse, a kid who wanted to help, got his hands on something he shouldn't, and being ignorant of his own ability and having an improperly framed expectation of how the real world works, went out to save lives, but ultimately wound up doing more harm than good. How is a medic carrying an assault rifle? Do our EMTs have assault rifles when they go out to save lives? No, but the EMT who got shot the third time had a gun. Because he saw an, what he thought was an active shooter. Okay, see, Alexis, what you're doing people? is you're holding it against Rittenhouse because he has a gun. Now, do I support gun control? Actually, yes, I do. I am a gun violence victim. But in our country, you can have a gun, including that gun. And he was the fact that he was under 18 you, you, makes you it unlawful. You can't. You actually can't. He couldn't actually legally have that gun, which is why his friend bought it for him. As I was trying to say before I was so rudely interrupted, at his age, he should not have had the gun. That is illegal. But you can't treat him differently because he's in that location. What about all the other people that were there that night that should have been at home or should not have been creating mayhem? What about the people that were peacefully protesting? Are they in the wrong place at the wrong time? I mean, under your scenario, we should all stay at home under the bed. That's the only way you, Alexis Koreshchuk, won't convict us. That's the reality of your reasoning. you got to take your reason and follow it through to a legal conclusion. And your conclusion is, he's in the wrong place, he was carrying a gun, so he's guilty. That is not how the law works. I want you to take a listen to... Uh, what we know about what was happening on the scene that night. Take a listen to Laura Schweitzer, WKRN, Our Cut 12. This is Rittenhouse on the stand. Listen. 
Kyle Rittenhouse breaking down on the stand as he began testifying in front of a courtroom in Wisconsin this morning. Rittenhouse is accused of fatally shooting two people and wounding another during a police brutality protest in Kenosha in August of 2020. He told the courtroom he went to Kenosha to, quote, provide first aid after looting and vandalism broke out, bringing along his medical supplies and AR-style sem semi-automatic rifle. But when asked about what happened during the protest, he broke down. There were people right there. On the other hand, let's think about what Alexis Tereshchuk is saying. I heard one comparison that the hunter goes into the forest with a high-powered weapon, a bear charges him and he shoots him and says, well, I had to, you know, he charged me. So what did he think was going to happen when he went in there? To you, Troy Slayton, how do you deal with that defense? Alexis has a leg to stand on. To a, a normal lay person, that would make sense. But under the law, a person has a right to defend themselves and even to use deadly force if deadly force is being used against them. So even though he may have been in the wrong place, even though we all agree that he should have been at home and that he shouldn't have been out there, if somebody was trying to kill him, he has the right to defend himself. Nancy. Hey, Nancy. Jump if in. I could interject for a second, this is Corson to you know. Go ahead. You know, one of the things, this is almost a Kodak moment for the jury to take a look at the instant this situation was happening. We can recreate very easily the testimony of uh, Frank Andrew Hernandez that clearly bifurcates the behavior of Rittenhouse versus the behavior of Rosenbaum and what led up to it. But what really counts is in that three seconds to five seconds, what was taking place and the fear factor that was in Rittenhouse's mind. And that, I think, is going to be the tipping point for the jury. Nancy? Jump in, Karen. I think, I think part of the problem of what's happening and what keeps happening in this case is there's a disconnect between the law, which is exactly what was said, what was going on in that very moment, right? And the psychological aspect that Alexis was bringing up the whole context of what was he doing with the gun? What was happening there? Was, was he ready to be shooting somebody? But I think it really does come down to that very moment of was he really believing he was defending himself or was he just trigger happy? And I think it just gets very convoluted. Okay, now wait a minute, Karen Stark. I mean, when you say he's trigger happy... Or was he defending himself? Are both true? We know he was a gun aficionado. We know that he did target practice. We know he wanted this gun. That does not preclude a self-defense argument. And you know what? I took a lot of heat for not coming down on one side or the other. But I am not going to whore out Lady Justice and give in to one argument or the other if it's unclear. If it's unclear, that is a burden the state has not carried. Look, I'm a prosecutor, tried and true. 
But if the state has not carried its burden, I would not sacrifice a true verdict in order to just come up with a decision. I hear Alexis Tereschuk. I hear what everybody is saying. I hear what Troy Slayton is saying. And the reality is it's muddy water. It is not clear. And that is why, as much as I hate it, I predict we will have a hung jury. We will soon be on a verdict watch. We wait as justice unfolds. Nancy Gray's Crime Story signing off. Goodbye, friend. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's Best Hybrid Mattress five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner.